So, Kenny, I got emotional for a completely different reason. One, it was awesome to see you in the car. But two, it took me back 50 years of my dad taking me to Dallas International Speedway, Green Valley, watching the Chelsea King light up a funny car. And here I am at 60 years old going, my God, what is going on? Just no matter what I was thinking. <laughs> it was great. I can't say enough for Antron and that group over there. They're wonderful. He's a sweetheart. Uh, obviously, uh, Lucas Oil for putting it together with Brandon. So it was neat. It's fun. I had a blast. You got in the seat, and they say things like that are like riding a bike. Have things advanced so much for you, or is it still? <clears throat> you won't believe it, but that cockpit is exactly the way mine was for my whole entire career. The fuel shut off was in the exact right spot. The clutch was perfect. The accelerator, if I had to use it, was perfect. The brake handle was exactly where it was. Wow. The parachute releases were where I was all the time. The seat felt just as comfortable as mine. I felt really snug and good. I mean, I just said that myself. I said, man, this is like home. I'm back home. That's what it was. Nothing was changed at all. Identically the same. So when Antron was explaining some things to you, you guys were leaning over, looking in the cockpit. It looked like his hands were so busy, like he was telling you something new, but no. No, not really at all. The only thing that was new was that when I trimmed the fuel shut, fuel shut off off or back down to not have so much fuel going through it when it first started up, we did. In those days, I didn't look and read a, 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 a computer. I just did by feeling, and then Armstrong would went out his head like this. But they got a deal there, and they go to 90 pounds of fuel pressure. So you just move it to 90 pounds, and that's it. There's a piece of cake. Did that, besides bring back memories, did it bring back any sort of, oh, I could go one more, maybe the U.S. Nationals? <laughs> of course it did. You know that. <laughs> I've thought that for the last two or three days, to be really? honest about it. Yeah, well, you know, when you get up to this age and you quit for a long time, you think about how much fun it was, how much you enjoyed it, the competition, driving cars fast and winning. And those don't ever go away if they're in your body and you've had them, if you've had that success at times. And no matter how old you are or what you are, unless you're just incapacitated that you couldn't do it, you have those thoughts. I can still do that. How Do I know if I could? Hell, I don't know. We'd go out there and find out so I could tell you. I might hit the throttle and shut it right off. <laughs> if you weren't a drag racer, can you compare your body to where it is now versus a, a dude that spent decades in a race car meaning some of the wear and tear from driving a car for decades well i tell you what i got beat up pretty good in those years i've had nine surgeries i've had four four in both both shoulders and a back surgery and so all that came from being in that race car all those years and the early years when we had no good seats we had no good equipment we just put the trash can in there i'm going to drive it oh, right. <laughs> almost you know we weren't form fitted or anything in the day in fact we form fitted the first seat up in brainerd i got in there i hurt my back trying to get in the car and get out i couldn't get out of the car after the run my back hurt so bad armstrong went down to the local place that sells boats got that foam stuff i put my suit on he poured it down in behind me to fill in the voids that we didn't have and that's 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 you came so far that thing felt like a piece of cadillac right there buddy Whoa. How much would where we are now would have extended your career? Just the seat alone probably would have helped a lot because those surgeries are they're hard on you no matter what. And when you do nine surgeries, it's a tough deal. The back one was the worst, the hardest to heal over. I think if we'd had those seats in the beginning and all that, we certainly and the cars would have been built stronger with better roll cages. We wouldn't have lost so many people. It's just that simple. 
today they're really, really rocket ships, and they have to be the way they are, and they're wonderful. And when I quit, they were good. This is even better. Yeah. Were you a fan at the beginning when the canopy came on? Clearly now we all are like, yes, like you just said, the yeah. cars are built the way they yeah. need to be. Yeah. But at the beginning, was that a little tough for you? I, as a fan, it was a little tough for me. Yeah, I never had a real problem with it at all. I thought I thought it was would, would be okay. Uh, I didn't know if I wanted it or not because our, our windshield was so high. But then there's an advantage to having the canopy for the air going to that supercharger too. So it, they picked up on that pretty quick. So I would have liked to driven one like that. I think it'd be really cool. I think. I asked Antron, I said, I bet it's really quiet in here, isn't it? Because when you sit in front of the motor going down there, you, you don't have much noise. It's all behind you. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it really is. He said, as quiet as can be, you wouldn't even believe it. You don't even know, realize you're going that fast. And that I can understand that because it's really neat. Yeah. What about the mindset now versus when you were lighting up that rail? I don't think the mindset has changed that if, if I really wanted to get in there and, and he said get in it, if I really wanted to, I'd do it. You know, my mindset wouldn't have to work on that too hard. I got some other issues I'd have to deal with. I wonder how much pain I'm going to be in in certain areas of my body. But, uh, you know, and then you got to say, you got to be honest with yourself and say, is it really worth it to go make one run? What if something drastic happens? You come out and God forbid you become crippled or something. I mean, is it really worth that? And the answer to that is no, it's not. But on the other side, yes, it is. Right. <laughs> now, was Vandermeer in particular really why? I mean, Lucas, Antron, but it's Vandermeer. Yes, well, it's Vandermeer because we were coming because it's going away. But maybe not come back. You never know. But also, it's 42 years that Cheryl and I met here. This is where we met 42 years ago here. We've been together 42 years, 23 of it married. And so... This is a special place. Yeah. You see where the NHRA is going, and you're losing tracks like this. It's just like, is it just like poking you? Like, how do we do this? Well, they're losing the tracks because the the whole world's changing. Yeah. Everything about it's changing. I mean, my goodness, you got a, electric cars they want out there. They want all the stuff that that we grew up not knowing anything about and don't care about. To be honest about, it, okay. So consequently, a track just can't survive anymore on its own, just, just a drag strip. This one could because they promote so well. Yes. And there's four or five that do that and can, so can make it. But it's going to get tougher and tougher, there's no question. A return on investment is still the most important thing in the business. Yep. And, and, and these guys and three or four more of them in the country, they do a great job and they make a hell of a living out of it. But some of them don't. Racing in general, though, has so much to compete with in the sports world, the entertainment world, and racing is kind of suffering a little bit because of that as well. What do you think would be good to get kids involved again in motorsports, aside from the, the typical stuff that's going on now? You know, I don't know, but you're right about what you said about all, all the opportunities for other things to do and watch. It's a it's a tough game for, for all of the motorsports. I mean, you don't even know what IndyCar hardly is. God bless you, IndyCar. I don't mean that to be bad about it, but the fact is, it's a toughie. Formula One's going good, but they're they're doing a great job by getting these these venues all over the world and in the United States. But it's tough. I don't know the answers to that at all. I mean, life goes on. Life changes. Yeah. Things change around us. We either adapt or we stay the same. And if we can't adapt to it, then we just quit. We'll end it with this. Going back to when I was 10, watching you at Dallas International Speedway, you at 10, 15, 20, who was the Kenny Bernstein 
and back in your day, who was the guy that you thought, holy smokes, I get to meet the Kitty Birdstein of my day back in the 60s? Or- well, obviously, that's, that's a pretty easy deal. I mean, anybody from the West Coast, no. except for one guy named Garlitz from the East Coast, he was the, he was the king man, believe me, and uh, you always wanted to meet him. But Perdome, uh, all those guys, they would come to Texas to race. They'd race as an Amarillo at the California versus Texas all the time, and it was a war. And of course, Texans wanted to beat those Californians because they were prune pickers, and so that, that's the way it was. But all those guys were great. I mean, really, when I look back at Benny Osborne, you remember Benny oh Osborne, gosh. huh? How about that? Come on. He was King Kong for about two or three years. He whooped every everybody all over the country. He won ten grand at Orange County one night. They had a, a race for two, between two cars, Tom McEwen and Osborne. One run, no warm-up, no anything, pull up there, run for $10,000. Now, that was 45, 50 years ago. Think about that. For, for that kind of money, and Benny beat him and won the money. And that's a, that was Osborne was in back because he was from Oklahoma, so we, we, we had to deal with him all the time. A lot wow. of good guys. I mean, Eddie Hill. My goodness. First time I saw Eddie in all his purple with a twin-engine Pontiac on that thing. huh? I mean, it was crazy. So it, it's it, memories back there are great. I right. drove for the Carroll Brothers and the Anderson Brothers, and I both, Vance Hunt gave me my first ride. Vance Hunt put me in the car on a Wednesday night, the first time I ever sat in one Vance of those cars. Hunt? Vance Hunt. That's how long. That's 1968. Holy smokes. Yeah. So I got Before a lot, Chelsea Kitt. Yeah, I got a lot of memories from those those people and people. Wade Simpson, all of them. They're great people. Wonderful people. Yeah. Well, you've been kind to us so many, many No, no, years. you've been kind to me. Come on, man. I well, mean, and I mean that. I enjoy being with you. I enjoy talking to you. And you mean a lot to us. You always have. Kenny, the Bud King, the King of Speed, Bernstein here in the Freak Nation. He's been very kind to us over the last 23 years. And as he said, we've been very kind to him. Haven't always been um, real nice on some of the things that he's done and his personality from time to time. But frankly, love the guy, uh, what he's meant to drag racing and when he eclipsed. Uh, 300 miles an hour, holy smokes, what he did for the NHRA.